Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you all this morning. This morning passage is about the calling of Levi, the tax collector, also known as St. Matthew. And it says, after these things, he went and he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. You know, there's so many things that we could take out of this passage. But this morning, I'd like to just focus on something that I always ask myself. If I was one of these disciples, if I was one of these people that Jesus said, come and follow me, while I was sitting, would I have got up and followed him? You know, I... Levi was sitting, and he was sitting comfortably. He was sitting comfortably. He was minding his own business and being asked to follow him. But Lord, I am comfortable. I am comfortable. Why in the world would I get up and move and follow you? Why should I exactly follow you? And if suppose I do say yes, where are we going and what are we doing? I would have probably asked many questions. It's not that simple or easy, Mr. Jesus, you know, because they didn't know who Jesus was completely at the time. It's hard to come to a place of following Jesus. It's hard to be a Christian. And I don't mean when I say it's hard to be a Christian to do the things that Christians do, like prayer or fasting or confession or reading our Bible. These take, yes, a great deal of discipline and often are difficult like to foster, but this is not what the meaning of Christians or being a follower of Christ. Being a follower of Christ is hard. When he comes to us and he says, like he said to Levi today, follow me, it's hard because that requires for us to be alive. It requires for us to be human beings. That requires with us to realize that our human life is marked and maybe we're overwhelmed with the reality that there are so many difficulties in our life. You look around and you see diseases and you see infidelity and you see addictions and you see all of these evil things that are in the world. You see abuse. You see bills and more bills. You see broken relationships. And yet we are called to still come and follow and to live a life that is good according to the relationship that God wants us to have with one another. You know, being alive means dealing with people. People that are good and people that are difficult. Don't, don't look to the person. Just people that are difficult people. You know, it is, we have a calling to come and not only to deal with them, but to love and to serve one another. For sure, Levi had heard some of the teachings of Jesus by that time, that he knew that Jesus' teachings weren't the standard teaching, that he was calling people to a higher standard, to love your enemies, to bless those who curse you. These are all extremely difficult realities and frequently lead us to a place of despair, to desire to just give up and maybe to just focus on the negativity. 
We look at obstacles at the mountains that are before us and sometimes we're discouraged that we can't live up to the standard that Christ is calling us to or that we can't climb this mountain. Yesterday actually was the Feast of the Transfiguration and we spoke about mountains. And actually there's a story uh, which is in 1924, uh, the Englishman George Mallory and a group of men tried to be the first people to climb Mount Everest, Mount Everest, the tallest mountain in the world. And after enduring unbelievable hardships, they reached the 25,000 foot mark. And that wasn't the pinnacle yet. From that point, Mallory and his partners, they tried and they set out to go to the summit. But after their heroic attempts failed, some of them were buried on, on the mountain. They didn't make it. But when their colleagues returned to England to tell their story, one of them gave a report to a large audience. And he stood in front of this large audience and he explained, you know, their journey. He described the difficulties and he described the tragedies that some people have lost their life on this expedition. But then he turned to a picture of Mount Everest. They had a picture of Mount Everest. And he said the following words. He said, Everest, we have tried to conquer you once, but you, you overpowered us. We tried to conquer you a second time, but again, you were too great for us. But Everest, I want you to know that we are going to conquer you. For you can't grow any bigger, but we can. And that is a blessing that we have of being alive. Something that is not alive cannot grow anymore. But you and I can grow. The disciples, when they came yesterday, as we commemorated the, the Feast of the Transfiguration, when they came, he chose three of the disciples and he said, come with me and we're going to go up this mountain. Again, I asked myself the same question. If I was Peter, or James, or John, would I have said, sure, I'm coming with you? Or what I have said, this mountain is really big. I, I told the group yesterday that I didn't, I hate hiking. Like I love sports, but the one sport that I hate is hiking. I don't even think it is a sport. Like why would you climb up a mountain? No, I could climb down the, or go down the mountain, that's easier. But go up the mountain, no. The disciples didn't sit there and think about the, the path that, that they have to get to the summit. They said, yes, we're going to go. But mark my words, that this climbing of the mountain wasn't an easy stroll in the park. There was obviously that they had to deal with heat and that they had to deal with thirsty, being thirsty and hungry and so forth. But yet they were able to climb this mountain. If we look from their perspective, you know, of the, from the disciples' perspective for a second, if you picture yourself at the base of the mountain, fully aware of the challenges that are ahead. Imagine the discomfort of that journey. You know, the scorching sun, the tiring feet, the pain, the hunger and the thirst, like I mentioned. How often do we find ourselves standing before a mountain like this? A mountain and saying, Lord, I can't climb this mountain. The mountain that is set before me, I don't want to deal with. The marriage that I'm in right now, I don't want to deal with this issue. My children, I don't want to deal with my children. My personal struggle and shortcomings and addictions or whatever, this mountain is too great. 
And yet you come and you hear in church and you hear the words like love your enemy and bless those who curse you. That's a whole new mountain and that's a whole bigger mountain that you and I sometimes don't want to challenge ourselves to go on. But this mountain that they climbed and we could learn a lesson, many lessons from the disciples as they reached the pinnacle with the Lord Christ. They climbed to the summit of the mountain must have been taxing and we know that. But yet Jesus and his disciples, when they reached the pinnacle, Peter said something great. And he said something, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Despite the demanding journey, the apostles were so captivated by Christ's transfiguration that they were in the presence of God, the glorified God at this point, And nothing else mattered. The past didn't matter. They were in the present moment and they were so happy. And they couldn't think about any of the pains and the challenges that they had just faced. They were able to climb this mountain, obviously, because Jesus climbed this mountain with them. Jesus didn't just walk and say, okay, Peter, James, and John, meet me at the top of the mountain. I'll meet you there too. And Jesus took whatever, the elevator or the, you know, a cloud on the side. No, he walked with them all the way up. And that's what we have to realize sometimes that we have. Not sometimes, all the time. We have Jesus always walking with us. We have these mountains that are before us and that we feel that sometimes are insurmountable. But yet, if we come to a place and understand that Christ is truly walking with us, that the Holy Spirit is walking with us, these mountains don't seem so big anymore. St. Athanasius in his sermon on the transfiguration he says, and I quote, Indeed, Peter, you are right. It is indeed good to be here. What greater joy or higher privilege could we have had to be with God, to become like Him and to bask in His radiance? Therefore, as each of us hold within our hearts, being molded into His divine likeness, let us also exclaim in joy, it is good for us to be here. This morning, it's good for us to be here. It's good for us to be in the places that we're at. And yes, I, you may be saying, Father Thomas, you don't know what I'm going through. You're right. I don't know everything that everybody's going through. But I know that we're all struggling with something. Whether it's on a personal level, whether it's on a relation level, whether it's on a work level, whatever level it is, we are struggling with something and we have that all in common. And we have come to the right place because we have come to the place where we could find encouragement, where we could find power that will truly transform us. Drawing from the early church fathers, St. Gregory of, of Nyssa finds the words that resonate with this transformative type of power that you and I should have when we encounter Christ. The disciples encountered Christ and they were completely transformed and changed. St. Gregory says, just as the sun shines forth unhindered by darkness, so does the radiant nature of Christ's divinity shine in an incomprehensible manner through his human form, revealing the uncreated light of the kingdom and the transfiguring of those who gaze upon him. You know, the role of the disciples at the time of the transfiguration was a very simple role. It was to gaze upon Christ. That's it. You know, in yesterday's gospel, in, um, it's from, it was from St. Mark. And it says that basically Peter, when he saw this, he said, it is good for us to be here. 
and then let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then it says, he said this because he didn't know what to say. It's, okay, Peter, stay quiet. Like, if you don't know what to say, stay quiet. Like, this is what we're taught at a very young age. He was just overwhelmed with the, the, the honest, the being in awe and being in the presence of God, that he was filled with the Spirit to say this, to say that we, I, I, I don't know what I'm seeing here, but this is what I have to say. And sometimes we don't even understand why, why, why we're going to create three tabernacles and so forth. But the reality is, is that Peter was just in the moment and he saw the love and the glory of God. Much like the apostles, we too are summoned to surmount our own mountains. We have mountains that you and I need to, to surmount. But we don't need to do this on our own. The disciples thought that they had to do things on their own. But after the transfiguration, they understood that they don't have to do things on their own. That God is truly present. You know, trials and mountains are something that we could either sit at home and complain about. And get with our friends and complain about. Or get with our priests and complain about. But one of the things that we need to understand is that problems and mountains are only overcome and are only climbed up with God's power and God's intervention. It is not about my own will or my own willpower that I could overcome any of these obstacles. The disciples were able to see the glory of God and they came back and they understood that they're no longer alone. The disciples, the same time, were faced with so many unsurmountable mountains throughout their ministry. One of them was after a father brought a son to, uh, to them who suffered of epilepsy. The disciples were unable to heal him. He was demon-possessed, they said. And the father pleaded with Christ. Jesus cured the boy instantly and then taught his followers. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible. You know, this moving the mountain expression is an expression of this is something nearly impossible or impossible actually. That's the statement. That's the like, you, you can't move this mountain. This is too big. This is impossible. If you've tried to move a mountain, you can't move it. But here clearly we're understanding that nothing is impossible for God. With divine faith in God, all things are possible. What a beautiful and encouraging promise from our Lord. Saying that if you have faith as a mustard seed, that you can move this mountain. This morning, what are we facing? When we face a difficulty in our life, a person of faith does not complain about their bad luck or give up in the face of challenges, but turns to Christ and trusts in his ability to make sense of the situation and to see you through it. We're going through difficult times for sure. Some of us sitting here are going through difficult times. When we go through, when we face unexpected sorrows or tragedy, a person of faith does not despair as people would without hope. But because we know that in Christ we find peace and that there is a lesson to learn from the mystery of life. That there is true hope. And as great 
as great as any of our problems may seem, we need to remember that Christ, who is with, sorry, Christ who is in you is greater than who is in the world. This is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus comforts us by saying, I have said to you that you, I have said this to you that you may have peace. In the world you will face persecution and tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Over the last little while, all the readings were about the impossible, about, you know, Christ overcoming the word, about the world, giving us tremendous encouragement. This morning, what mountains are you facing? If you're struggling in your homes, know that this mountain is surmountable by coming to Christ and saying, Lord, I lay this ahead of you. What other mountains may you may be facing, bring it to the altar. If you notice, when we pray, we pray with incense in the church. And a lot of times, incense is an indication of the prayers of the saints. You see that the priest goes around the church, and this is symbolic to gathering as well the prayers of the people. Sometimes you see people actually giving the priest like a paper, and this is a prayer that they, they want prayed and put on the altar and so forth. Incense represents prayer. Incense represents, and a lot of times our prayers are full of problems or are full of our mountains. And when we bring those prayers, what happens is that if you see the incense, you see that the incense starts, but as it goes up, it disappears. There's no longer this, this problem that you're bringing. If you're bringing it with a true heart of repentance, if this is a problem or a difficulty that you're bringing that is... Truly, you're bringing and leaving at the feet of Christ. Understand that it may start here on earth, but as it goes up and it reaches God and it penetrates his heart and his love for us, it disappears. Know that all our problems and all our difficulties can and are not too big for God. And are never too big for God. I love, I'm going to finish with the quote that I started with, and it's the quote of the people that, climbed Mount Everest. It says, Everest, you have tried to conquer us once. You have overpowered us. Sin, you have tried to conquer us once, and you've overpowered me many times. Everest, you have, we have tried to conquer you a second time, and again, you were too great for us. Sin, again, I came, and anger, I came, and I tried to conquer you, my anger, and my impatience, and my lustfulness, and my adulteries, and all of these things that I may have committed. I have tried a second time, but you are too great for us. Everest, I want you to know. I want you to know that you are going to be conquered, because you can't grow anymore, but we can. We, as being alive, being Christians, being accepting the call like St. Levi, St. Matthew accepted today, we know that we could continue to grow. We pray that we could continue to grow and to climb up the mountains that are faced before us. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.